0: Hello everybody, live from Koreatown on an overcast day after lots and lots and lots of sun, it is the Ozone. I'm your host, Omar Miller, uh, and I'm here with my brother, the Icons, back at you. We took a little break. We're working on some restructuring for you folks, some re-identification that we think you will enjoy. Yeah. How you feeling? Um, awesome. Uh, awesome this sauce. This is freaking awesome. <laughs> Shout out to Macklemore. Um, so we got a bit to cover. The NBA playoffs have started. <coughs> Major League Baseball is back. Sorry, folks, we had a lot of wind out here. It's really messed up my allergies. Um, we got some boxing to cover. A couple of suspect decisions that went down over the past couple of weeks, and uh, I think we want to start off right off the top. Ladies and gentlemen, Russell Wilson signed his deal. Got his money. He got his bag, and he got that money. Got his money. And he is the highest paid player in played highest paid player highest paid player hmm, person party of the party in person person. (laughs) He's the highest paid player (laughs) in all the NFL, and I think justifiably so. I'm not mad at it at all. Why am I mad at that? Because he really earned it. I mean, the guy went to the Super Bowl what twice now? Went to the Super Bowl twice. You could Could argue could have won both of them. Yeah, he won one of them. Could have won both of them. Um, I mean, honestly, I feel like they could have went to the Super Bowl a third time that year that San Francisco went. Right? Um but you know what? I I I can't understand any of the hate. I'm hearing a lot of people that sound like they're mad that Russell Wilson is the highest paid quarterback in in the game and the highest paid player, player in the Why game. Why do you think that is that they're hating on this young man? I, you know, it's tough to to see that he's it's tough to not see that he's underappreciated right Russell Wilson and I I was devastated to find this out we knew that he they, their strategy for the past 3 years seems to have been to hike the ball and for him to improvise and now you no come kind to of find scheme. well but now you come to find they have the last ranked offensive line in the NFL yeah. the last yes and he has done nothing in the past 3 years to improve it that's why they run the ball so much but their running game is really not effective you know, you're talking about probably, I don't even think they averaged three yards a carry or something like that. Wow. So with, this is this is why it was imperative for them to go grab big Dwayne Brown. And so they, they, picked, up, uh, they picked up Dwayne, but they need a lot more help up there if Russell's going to be able to actually sit back, which we saw for the early part of his career when Russell Wilson can actually sit back. Have and time to read the field. Have time to read the field. Even if he doesn't have an A-plus receiver, mm-hmm. he's going to win games. He makes do. Yeah, he does. He's a great quarterback. I've always felt like he was one of the best in, you know, in the league. Is he the best all-around player in the league? Maybe. Yeah. It's, it, this is When you look at it, it's hard to – the guy wins 10 games a year regardless of who they have. Whatever talent they have. They don't have a running game. They don't have an offensive line. And their defense has and been busted defense, up the last their defense is suspect. three, four years. And he doesn't have a – Top-notch wide receiver. I'm not, no disrespect to Doug Baldwin, but he's, yeah, yeah, he's yeah. not like the guy that you are going to build your team around. Right? He's not Antonio Brown or Julio Jones or any of these guys. Right? So you're talking about him hiking the ball literally without a scheme and trying to figure it out on the fly in the NFL, and he gets it done. And he gets it done. He gets it done well. He's a stud. And and, he, and now he's getting stud money. And he didn't even threaten them like to get this contract done or anything. No, no. He he just said that hey, I want the, I have a deadline, and then that's yeah. it. If you don't get it, then. I gotta go. What can we do? They said that they felt like he didn't want to be there anymore, and then they opened up the uh, the pocketbooks, and now he's chipped up. Man, I don't think he was asking for a loan earlier, but certainly not now. Thirty five per sixty five guaranteed. Sixty five guaranteed, and and that's the thing. That sixty five was a signing he's, bonus. He's wasn't super he? durable. Wasn't sixty five the signing bonus? I don't know if it works like that in football. He he's I don't got know a if signing was, bonus. Yeah, but I, I don't think the sixty five is a signing bonus. I think it was guaranteed money. I'm going to look that up, dude. Because I think the sixty five, I don't know how the, how you get paid in the NFL, but it's a it's a guarantee as opposed to his annual. His annual is at thirty five, so basically, you now have Russell Wilson making making Clayton Kershaw money, making Manny Machado Bryce Harper money, um, and I actually think that it's very very valid. The fact that he doesn't get hurt can't be overstated in the NFL, right? and the fact that he needs this money for after the 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 game you know i just very very important when you put yourself on the line like that playing football football is a serious contact sport even more so maybe than boxing because these guys Ooh. yeah because these guys do it what 16 times at least 16 times a year and every every bang up is like the equivalent of a car crash yeah, but boxing, there's only one person and one person. I don't. There's not a... But everybody makes contact in football. The only, the only person that doesn't make contact is the field goal kicker, right? Yeah, but it's... I, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. They're both contact sports, so they, they, that's not that. The, not, the, not neither one of them. I'm just saying that, you know, football players actually... They end up with bad backs and bad knees and brain damage that we come to find now. They end up with the whole package. Their body is destroyed, not just It's your, a combo platter. Yeah, you, you got a number four. Ooh, <laughs> NFL special. <laughs> yeah. Pick it up. <laughs> um, yeah, I am, I am all for it. And, um, you know, he's still in a productive age. If they actually give him any help, yeah. Russell Wilson will send you to the Super Bowl. So, yes, four years, 140 million quarterback, NFL's highest paid player with 65 million signing bonus. 65 million guaranteed. The signing bonus. Yeah. Put your name on the dotted line. I'm good money. I'm, <laughs> I'm good, but you won't be. <laughs> wow. Solid. Yeah, brother. Well, congratulations to Russell Wilson. Uh he he's been he's been the talk of the town all over social media because he decided to go Teddy Pinegrass uh with making his announcement. He's a grown man. He's an adult. <laughs> what do you want from him? <laughs> he also he want sometimes to let you know. He likes to partake of adult beverages as well. <laughs> with my girl. With my my wife. Yes. With his wife. With his wife. He's an adult. I'm a grown man. <laughs> Taco meat <laughs> me now. Taco meat. Now what? Now I'm going to go to sleep. see y'all in the morning because that's when You guys go to bed. I tell you guys when to go to bed.
1: <laughs> y'all go to
0: sleep. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, no, but I, I think it's a good move, and it'll be interesting to see if Seattle does anything whatsoever in the draft. Seattle sports have an interesting way about them. Uh, from running off the basketball team to the way that the baseball team always shows flashes and flourishes of acting like they're serious, uh, Seattle is the one that can get it done, and they got it done as far as the Seahawks go. And um I'm I'm if if I'm a Seahawks fan, I think this is a good move. It's a great move if you're a Seahawks fan. I'm you just know? watching Russell Wilson highlights. It's just unbelievable, dude. It's mesmerizing. <laughs> It'd be nice if we could participate in the podcast though, bro. <laughs> I'm here. I'm here. I'm here <laughs> in spirit. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, yeah, that's a that's a big deal. And you know, over the past couple of weeks there's so many shakeups in the NFL that we haven't necessarily covered. I would I kind of hate the idea that the NFL is 24-7, 365, but it's a genius marketing. I'm not mad at it. I feel like all the sports should be 24-7, you know? <laughs> <laughs> You're a junkie, dude. Yeah, I am. <laughs> but, you know, why wouldn't you want to have your, your favorite sports 24-7, no, 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 There's plenty of people. I'm and, just saying that they, they hijack a lot of headlines. That's shame know? on other sports. And uh, you have, but, but you look at it, and, you know, for example, out of nowhere, AB decided to talk about Juju. And he <laughs> he went crazy on Juju Fruit. He went Juicy Fruit, went up the middle. It looked like Juju was blindsided. Was. He ran Quentin Aaron. He didn't know. Yeah. And, uh, you know, there's, just, there's always something to talk about in football, which is, which is great if you're a football head. And, you know, but a lot of times what they talk about most are the negative things. And then now they even found the negative in this guy getting paid finally. They they found plenty of negatives. You're you're not going to really go out and be able to replace Russell Wilson with anybody. No. That's going to be better than him. You could say Tom Brady, but honestly, I would rather if you give him the right If you give them both the same teams. Yes. And the same coaching, Russell Wilson will be better than Tom Brady. I know that that would offend a lot of people, uh, but it's the truth. Because he's a better athlete. He has a great mentality. He has a great IQ for the game. And these guys, the league doesn't give him respect. The league has never given him respect. No. From the time he came in. I feel like it, even his coach doesn't give him respect by not getting the offensive line and then giving him a scheme. Yeah. Because you're not going to get offensive line, you have to figure out you need to run the run and shoot or something, you know? <laughs> right. And right to, now they're running the scramble. It's it's every time you turn on the Seahawks game, it looks like a, a he'd run game for his life. that you're playing with your friends on asphalt in the street. Mm-hmm. All right, then I'm going to hike it and I'm going to go left. I'm going to go right. I'm going to just try to juke him and move, you know? And it's that, it's that kind of thing. What can you do? Um, But for me, that's enough football because there's so much other stuff going on. You know, the only time we really talk about basketball, folks, is when the playoffs are happening. And part of that has to do uh, with the idea that basketball has become predictable in a lot of ways. But in this playoff situation, we've seen a lot of non-predictable things happen. Yep. Um, Shout out to Miles (laughs) down in Miami because he's a huge Sixers fan. And I've, I've been texting him back and forth because he was devastated by the Sixers losing that first game because he was not devastated. He was actually surprised, but not surprised really, because he feels like they're a poorly coached team. And I, I speak to a lot of people about this and they, they seem to think that the Brett Brown is not the guy Yeah, and the rumor to get mill those is young that, guys over the hump. Yeah. And the rumor mill is that he doesn't get out this first round. He's gone. I don't even think that should be a rumor. They should actually announce that.
1: <laughs> they, they he, Mike, he
0: knows. Ruben, Ruben should Word announce that. Word on the street <laughs> Because if you have that squad, a full-blown all-star squad in the Philadelphia 76ers, mm-hmm. there's no way you can't get out of the first round. I mean, you really, you, once, they, they, got, on once paper, they got Jimmy Butler, you felt like they should win the East. Yeah, and on paper, they have the best team in the league. I they mean. have a big man. They have a superstar scorer. The best big man in the league right now. Best big man in the league, superstar scorer, mm-hmm. a formidable young point guard who is at past first point guard. Well, they have two superstar scores, though. You have Tobias Harris. Tobias Harris is, is it's not, not Ch- a superstar, but he's a, he's a he is a star scorer. Well, let's give he's him an, all-star in. Yes, that's right. That's all good, but yeah. but he puts the ball in the hole. He puts the and, ball in and the so hole. He, so does Joel Embiid. Yeah. and So does Jimmy Butler. So there there is no excuse for this team not to win. I feel like the the Boston. Uh, There's no excuse to be on the bench looking at the cell phone in the game. Because <laughs> you play too much. What are we doing? I have a problem with that. If I'm we're playing goals, if we're playing on, on Sunday, the Graham, IG. I'm on the gram. I can't believe how she looks. <laughs> <laughs> devastated. I'm devastated. She's too pretty. Mm-hmm. It, it, and I'm getting blown out by 30 because my focus ain't right. Because you're supposed to be focusing on the game. Yeah, You need to focus on the game. So they got them a win yesterday. Where do you think this series goes? Uh, you know, 76ers should have the win. I mean, that's not even a um, – should, but uh, – They but should. I the, mean, the the, 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 the Nets, Nets really, are the, overachievers. Yeah, the Nets are overachievers. And they're good, Real, Realistically, though. you can just give Jimmy Butler the ball and let him take over. This seems to be a problem with teams, though, because that era of giving the guy the ball like a Jimmy Butler or LeBron or whatever – they don't want to do it anymore. They want the – I don't know what, what it is that they want, but they don't want a guy like Jimmy Butler to take control of the game like he could and should. If you give Jimmy Butler the ball, he's just like LeBron James or any of these other guys. You saw the numbers he put up. Well, I think the the issue is is this is another downside of the mega team. Because mm. he doesn't play one-on-one ball. He plays team ball. Yeah. And both sides of the ball. Yeah, but see, but this is the issue with, the, with having the super teams. So when you have the super team – there's so many focuses to get their points there's only one ball right and the super team puts you in a position where Tobias Harris needs to touch the ball JJ Redick needs to touch the ball Ben Simmons is supposed to be touching the ball the most yeah. but he's you know he's looking to score he's a little timid then you have then, then you have yeah he's, you can see he's insecure I mean the kid's 20 years old so you can't really be mad at him I'm not mad um and you, then you have the big man who in my opinion more so than Jimmy Butler, The offense needs to begin and end through Joel Embiid because there's nobody who can stop him. Yeah, but you know you're dreaming now because they don't play basketball like that anymore. Yeah, but this is the thing. How do they play the game if they don't want to give the ball to the swing scorer and they
1: also don't want (laughs) to give the
0: ball to the big man? Just run back and forth to shoot threes. It's It's like an NBA Live 2019 convention. It is. You basically just go and three it up. Three it up. But they don't seem like they shoot excess threes. It's Sixers. not excess, but every every team out there in the league shoots a bunch of threes, and the big man is not. What I'm saying is, is if you pound Joel Embiid inside. No question. He'll foul everybody out of the game. And then Jimmy Butler runs a total muck. He has to. He has to. Because he's to the rack. He has his way with you. <laughs> 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 he does. does Jimmy. <laughs> well, him <laughs> and Tobias. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you, you're talking about literally – if you find the right coach for that team and set up a nice system, they're unstoppable. They're literally unbeatable. Unbeatable. You can t- send Embiid down there to the post, have Tobias Harris and and Jimmy Butler with a dominant point guard. Come on, man, it's too much. It's not too much now because it it's uh, the 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 series is in is in flux. Now I would say that the uh, the Clippers pulled off a miracle last night. They came back. They went down 31, and this is another testament to grit and grind. But also, I I texted some people last night, and not only did the Warriors take an L in the game, the Warriors took an L as an organization last night. Why is that? Because Boogie looked like he really got hurt. Oh, he tore his squad. It's torn. They, they, it's yes. official. It's official. Oh, he's done. Yeah. Dunsky. They said, they said it looked it, like it rolled up on him. Yeah. It looked like Miguel Cotto's arm and bicep in mm-hmm. Miguel Cotto's last fight. MRI confirms torn quad for Boogie. Lights out. And now, personally, I don't believe in this incarnation of the Warriors in the same way without him. Well, they have too much dissension. They had too much dissension going on. But see, but it seems like they they got all that over with, to be honest. Yeah, maybe the boogie was the reason why they got over it, because a lot of those guys weren't playing and plugging and playing at the same time. Now they're going to have to come back as a unit like they were before to try to compete and to get this title. I feel like they're very vulnerable right now. I think so, too. I think Boogie needs to talk. I think the Warriors (laughs) need to talk. No. (laughs) I don't want to hear that. (laughs) We need to talk. I'm vulnerable. I'm sensitive right now. (laughs) But I think that's what I think about the Warriors – Honestly, they're still the Warriors. You still have Kevin Durant. You still have Steph Curry. You still have Klay Thompson. You still have Draymond Green. Steph is lighting it up. I mean, (laughs) it's a formidable squad. And honestly, I think it could go either way. I think they either play great now or they actually are in trouble. If you're the Rockets, the Rockets, if the Rockets can actually get to play them in the next round like they're supposed to, Mm -hmm. this is the Rockets' best chance ever to beat the Warriors. James Harden is not going to do nothing. I mean, is it another early D'Antoni exit? Of course. Anybody who buys that man, I, guess. I don't know. I, against with the with the way that the teams play, yeah, it's, because it's, I, what I can tell you is now you're about to see the Warriors put it up. The, the threes <laughs> are about to fly. No Bluey one is was worried. Yeah, and, but th- that's part of his game. But nobody's worried about getting. You know, getting the big man involved. And Boogie did a lot. I watched a lot of Warriors games. He started getting himself in shape and he was a a monster. Even without the lift that he had. Now, what I would love to know is what's the chances that his quad tore on him because of being back too early from the Achilles? I don't believe that. No? But maybe we can get Dr. Don on to find out. But I just feel like that maybe he was favoring it a little bit. That would be because of the, the Achilles. That's I, how it works. When you favor stuff, that's how other I stuff gets messed up. Yeah, but I don't think that that's a direct thing from the Achilles like that. That's in your mind at that point. That's not actually you being injured. It's you just leaning, using one side of your body more so than the other because of- Which is from the thing. <laughs> that's what no, I'm trying to tell you. Somebody I agree. Uh, that, that's how it works when you get hurt. Yeah, but, you, you're, you, but you it's not a direct physical thing. It's something mental. So you're you're leaning on the mentality which you shouldn't have because the injury is over, it's gone. Clearly, the injury wasn't gone. I watched Boogie <laughs> play a lot, and and he had he didn't have the you same lift that that he had before. Yeah, but the injury was gone. It's just that he healed and he's older and he, the damage is set in. That's it. That means the injury isn't gone, T. The injury is gone. He's healed. If he if you're healed, the injury is gone, right? No. What well, what is the heal then? <laughs> when you're healed, you're back. He's because not back. Nah, he was back. This, he wasn't back. You, you got, that's what you get when you come back. When you're at his age <laughs> and his stage, you he's healed. That's it. It's over. I think Boogie is, is done. I think it's over. Wow. You write my boy off like that. Yeah, I think Boogie's done. When the big guy keeps getting hurt, it's a problem. And this this is something, so this torn quad, in my opinion, I think he needs to stay out for an adequate amount of time to heal. He needs to fully, fully heal. He was out for a year. That's usually an adequate amount of time. He Co- was not out for a year with the Achilles. Achilles he was. No, he wasn't. Yes, he was. Look it up. That was the whole that was the whole big thing. You don't remember? That was I, I the remember. Whole big I played. Look it, it, up. Look it up. Look it up. Look up the date that he hurt his Achilles and the date that he came back to play. You don't remember how big of a deal that it was in the NBA no. that Boogie was back already? Remember when they put up that footage of him dunking on Kevin Durant and it was like, "Geez, Boogie got back quick." No, I don't – because he was right on schedule from when he got – um, I didn't see it. Yeah. A year is what it usually takes to come back as a professional athlete from the Achilles. And Boogie was back in the game seemingly early, but with, this is why they were easing him back in and letting him play, which was great, you know? But uh, I think – Yeah, that see, towards Achilles, um, January January 26th or something like that. January 26th of 2018. Yeah. And when did he play? let me see when because start. if you remember if you can you can google boogie cousins practicing again and it was like that yeah, was you, the big news was that he was ahead of schedule yeah he could practice and he was practicing they didn't didn't bring him back in time they just brought him back slowly he was already able to walk around and stuff but you have to start getting game prepared yeah but he yeah, wasn't yeah, yeah. but he wasn't he wasn't he was he came back on the schedule it wasn't so that's what i'm saying he he was healed All right, then i don't i don't think he was healed and i think that's why he, he bust down that that quad that Yeah. <laughs> Bust, mean, down, <laughs> bust down, Quadiana. Bust down, Quadiana. He bust down, and it didn't. It rolled up on him. It wasn't right. But that can happen any time though. It can happen. It's unfortunately it can happen. Especially with the big man. Big men always have leg problems. Yeah, just par for the course. Yeah, big men and it's, guys it's with kinda speed. like uh, yeah. it's kind of like like Yao Ming with his foot problem when you're that when you're that tall. But um, so we, if we continue around the league, you know, I'm really disappointed in Utah. Why? Because they have a big man who Rudy Gobert Rudy like, Gobert. Hey, he's, he's, he's too European. Huh? <laughs> I take my big man game light. <laughs> <laughs> he's not. He doesn't give me that dominant big man that I like to see. He gives you today's big man. He gives you today's big And man. he's great at it. He, he is. He's putting it on you. <laughs> yeah, but that's, and that gets you ran by the Rockets, which doesn't well, make no, any sense. No, that, for that, that, team. That's, that's not his fault, though. That's their scheme because you have to go. That only works in Utah? Yeah, but you have to not go after the Rockets. The Warriors are built to beat the Rockets. In that way. In that way. Yeah, in the run-and-gun way. Yeah, if you're going to be – now, what you're saying to me is that you need to slow the game down and go to the post. Pound. Yeah, and pound. I agree with the with the old-school way of playing, but it's just not the way that they do it anymore. Yeah, but it w- would still be effective. But uh, but I don't even think the refs can even control it. They don't even know. <laughs> they're not what is to, that? Yeah, big man move. Oh, man, a guy like Shaquille, a guy like David Robinson would destroy the league now because he was always the athletic big man. Yeah. So, you have that uh I think that I think that that Rockets series, I think the Rockets get him out of there in 5. Yeah. You know, the Rockets don't, you know, I don't see anything stopping them. And honestly, without Boogie, I don't see necessarily anything except for Dan Dantoni stopping them from beating the Warriors. Because uh, he's going to one out 3 the Warriors. And it's, and eventually you're going to go over 27 again. And I think that one of although I don't really care for the league like it is now because everybody scores way too many points. But the Clippers put up 85 points in the second half last come night. Come on, man! It's ridiculous. It should only be allowed in a game. But the thing, yeah, but which the is thing which is, is why to to switch over. Just remember where you are. But which is why I really really like Boston. Yeah, but Boston just won a game 84 76 or something like that. Well, Milwaukee's the same way. Milwaukee's gonna be tough because they don't rely on just on, on threes. Right. You got the Greek freak down there pounding you on the inside. A lot of foul trouble. A lot of times him, him going to the line. It's just not you, enough. Can't be said about the foul trouble element of going to the rack. No, because you get the prime time players out, which is what James Harden is great at. People hate it, but he he, he does go to the rack. He does go to the rack, but he he cries about calls. I think that's the part that people hate. Yeah. I do respect him going to the rack. And he and, and honestly, and if James Harden doesn't get it done this year, I don't know. You're we finished. I don't. Well, I mean, I'm I'm not you know at the top of the the fan club as far as that that style of basketball, but this is the year for them to get it done. This is an opportunity. I this is it. The window is there. But I don't think they still there's still decent teams. What about the Clippers? You think they can I beat agree. the Clippers? No, you're saying. Do I think the Warriors can beat the Clippers? No, I'm saying that if if the if the Clippers got by the Warriors, do you think that Houston can beat the uh, the Clippers? They can. The Clippers have a focus issue. They don't have a they they when they which is how they got down thirty last night. Now, is it a focus issue or a consistency issue or what is that? To me, a consistency issue is a focus issue. Mm. That's the only reason you can't be good. If you can be good sometimes, you could be good all the time. But there's a focus problem that stops you from being good all the time. You know. So I I I think that I don't think the Clippers are going to get past the Warriors, but I you know it wouldn't it be ironic if this year was the year that LeBron James didn't make it to the playoffs and the Warriors didn't make it out of the the playoffs? Right, that would be amazing. That would be crazy. Um, keeping it moving like, like I said, I like Boston. I liked how Boston won their game, and I mean that was that was they are the best coach team in the uh i would say they're the best coach team in the east i would i probably argue in the nba other than the spurs because the spurs are are play better than they are yeah you and know. they shouldn't even be there right now and you look at denton i mean uh Popovich, I'm sorry Pop for even putting you in that category, but he, <laughs> but you see, you look at him, he walks around the, the on the sideline, he's feeling it, you know, he's just loving the game and calling the game. Focused, he's focused. You're and really his team's focused. focused and they have a bunch of guys out there that shouldn't even be competitive with today's NBA, but they're getting it done. They're not shooting 10,000 threes and their system, yeah, it's a system and it works. It works. It's sort of like the same thing that Luke Walton is going through now because he didn't really have a system. He hasn't been able to incorporate a system and now, you know, if we go there, we can talk about Luke Walton. And honestly, Luke Walton got scooped up immediately by ex-Laker Vlade Divac and the Sacramento Kings. Vlade, you know what time and, it is? And if you look at it, Luke Walton never had a chance. He's been catering to the superstar his entire coaching tenure. Yes, one superstar who he played with slash under, who had the the leg up on him in Kobe Bryant, and who aged out. And then they brought in. A, then there was nobody. Which those Lakers teams were actually really exciting to watch, but they, you know, they they made improvements, and then you have LeBron James, who you have to wonder is if he's uncoachable at this point. Obviously, and I love LeBron James, yeah. but yeah, yeah, the, yeah. but the thing of it is, is that when you get a talent like that, he, he might be too big. He might be too big for his britches, as the old folks would say, right? And what can you really tell him about playing the game? I felt like it was Magic Johnson's fault in the first place, and that's why I, f- I felt like he was responsible for falling on the you know the sword to take it for the team. But you have to bring him in there and give him a rundown of what you're expecting of him. You can't bring him in there and say, "Hey, listen, you're going to be part of the decision making and everything else." Because when you do that, then what happens? You're conceding a lot of power. You're conceding a lot of power, and you and give there's it to only a, guy a handful who's- of guys who ever superstars who can take that power and actually use it for good instead of evil. Like Magic Johnson. Yeah. Because <laughs> they made Magic Johnson a part of Magic was like, great, let's go win. Yeah. But but did, did you give Tom Brady that kind of conversation. He's like, great, let's go win. There's only a handful of guys who actually can, you know what I mean? Yeah, because what you're doing. Who can is, resist. Yeah, and you're asking a guy like, the, like LeBron to make decisions, and it's for some reason you get clouded, you know. Yeah, and, yeah. Because you're in the game. Yeah, and you yeah, you need to be outside of the you game. You need to be outside to of the box to be able to see what's going on. Which is what happened well down in Miami. It seems like mm-hmm, because because he wasn't going to tell Pat Riley who to get or how to play or what yeah. to do, even with the young coach and Spolstra. Because now they're rumoring that you know they might bring Tyron Lue in. Yeah, for what? Just because you need a yes man? More or less. It's like it's like working in Hollywood, and we have a lot of actors. Who are the megastar actors who then, in turn, actually direct their movies and the television shows that they're on, mm-hmm. even though they don't get a director credit? So they just have somebody there to fill in the title of director while this guy tells everybody what to do. <laughs> and, and what can you do? You know what I mean? Yeah. It's a, it's a it's a tricky spot. I mean, you called the Magic Johnson thing from the word go. Yeah, it's it's just unfortunate because I knew that Luke Walton was going to be the one who got burnt from it. Right, but. Somebody snapped him up ASAP. They, everybody can see what's going on. He had Kobe Bryant. He had LeBron James. He never got a chance to incorporate his system. If he, I don't even know if he has a system. He might not even have a system, right. but, but we don't know. We, he hasn't been given a chance. Right. And then you can't bring in guys like that to just go ahead and take over and say, okay, well, Luke is not making the right decisions. LeBron is making the decision. Why is LeBron James bringing up the ball when you got Ray John Rondo and Lonzo Ball? Magic Johnson, master politician or quitter? Seth Lord. Wow. <laughs> Palpatine. <laughs> hmm Wow. Yeah, because he pl- he played everybody in the middle, and he played politics, and he's like a lot of what you're talking about now with the old-style backs- basketball. All these guys like Michael Jordan being the GM and part owner and everything else, they look at the things like the good old days. The good old days are over. These young guys aren't going to play in the post. They jump out the gym. They blow their legs out because everybody's, what, Barely 200 pounds and 7 feet tall. Light guys. Yeah. So the game is transformed, but they haven't transformed with the game. Because they were the greatest at because the game. Because they were the greatest. <laughs> at, at the game's greatest point. Hello. So that then since the game, since they were the best at the game at the game's greatest point, they can't understand why the kids. Why they, <laughs> they, they can't understand can't, it. They can't understand why the kids just can't get it. But they can they And can. that's how you end up with Kwame Brown. <laughs> that's how you end up with Kwame. Who ended up with a case. Did he? Kwame just got caught with that weed. Oh, you did say that. He got caught with that weed, but it wasn't... I think it was for personal use, but I think he got caught what up... City, what state was I, he I, in? I, it was not California, obviously. He I think it's stay out of whatever state that it's not. Yeah, I want to say that he was. He got caught up in transportation from a state where the weed was legal to a state where it was not, which Ooh. sucks. Yeah. I don't think it was that Esteban the wiser, but what can you do? So, um... Yeah, while the Lakers saga, this is going to be interesting to see how it all shakes out. Yeah, now what? What doesn't matter? What coach you go get? You know, really, if you, if you let LeBron James run the team, it doesn't matter what coach you go get. And what makes you think that they're not going to let him run the team? There's nothing that makes you think <laughs> that they're not going to let him run the team. He's going to run. And it. In, and if you look at it in real life, the Lakers have always let their their superstar run the team yeah but it more worked. or less, yeah, but it worked back in the day, but it, it didn't work back in the day, I mean with, with th- magic, not with Kobe that's what I was about to say, and so with magic, magic was such a team guy that Dr. Bus could feel that it seems like Dr. Bus is a better judge of character than the bus kids, yeah, you know what I mean, as far as the character of a player and then going into the the next stage of that that player's situation. I think they just bought into the system or the idea that their father had planned in their head that you can trust the players to make good decisions. That This is what I'm saying. Uh-huh. And it seems like you Dr. Buss th- was a better a better character judge of that because he did that. The only time that Dr. Buss really let me down is when he sided with Kobe over Shaq. Yeah, he let you down. You know, But they did go win two more rings because they went and found another stud big man yeah. and made some moves. Yeah, But was that Kobe who made that decision? Or was that... Uh... No, it was Dr. Buss who made yeah. that decision. Yeah, there you go. And he also had a coach that was in charge more so than well, wow when you when you talk it out Phil Jackson was actually in control of the team until Phil Jackson got fed up and bounced yeah and then then Kobe took over the team and they didn't they never won anything wow and then Kobe established his his uh lawyers agent as the GM just like making LeBron, him right the GM wasn't doesn't LeBron uh what's it Ropalinka? Ropalinka is Kobe's old agent yeah, but does he does he have anything to do with uh, LeBron? Who's LeBron's agent now? I do believe it's still Rich Paul and all those guys. Yeah, and I think those guys have a, a a huge or big thumb on what goes on in the organization as well because they it's almost like he ha- has so many people in his stable that he can you know sort of manipulate the league. Yeah, for sure. But that's not the same as hiring the the team yeah, that's directly. True. Hiring you know somebody true story. Yeah. Yeah, you had some good points that you made that you don't seem like you feel like making about Magic now. But you had some great Which points part, about Refresh me. It's too late, dude. It's your job to refresh you <laughs> on your points, bro. <laughs> but uh, but yet, man, who would have thought that the Clippers would be the team in the playoffs? Marcellus Wiley is somewhere dancing a jig. And so uh, moving on, I think that Toronto will bounce back. But Toronto showed me by losing that first game to Orlando that <laughs> they're, they're not real. serious. They're not real. They're not real. This is the whole theater of the NBA, though, because you always, so always fall for it. Now, in, in <laughs> <laughs> now in the East. Now, Portland looked real. Yeah, Portland does look like a problem, but you got a, a dominant point. And a, and, and McCullum pl- came back. Yeah, and Ennis Cantor. And two big men. Yeah. Ennis Cantor and what's his name, right? Nerkis, he's hurt. No, I know is hurt. I thought they had another feeling besides Cantor. Cantor went nuts. Yeah. And, and, that, and you're you crazy. See, <laughs> you could tell that was very personal for him. Yeah. But. I mean, there's a lot of teams that are real in the West. I think that they need to break them up into more divisions, you know what I'm saying, so that they don't have all of these great teams playing against each other. I like the idea, if they're going to allow 16 teams to make it, which is half the league. Which is ridiculous. Which is ridiculous. And then you're going to make them play seven games, which means that in every round, which means that the underdog advantage is actually out. Just imagine if this Clippers-Warriors series was a five-game series. This would be serious pressure on it the was, on the Warriors right yes, now, and a lot of trouble. Oh, serious pressure on the Raptors. Serious mm-hmm. pressure on the on the Sixers. You wouldn't have guys looking on their phone on the bench. I'm really really disappointed by that situation. He looked like he tricked Embiid. <laughs> it looked like he was like, oh man, look at this. He's like, huh? What, what's the play? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what's it? <laughs> it's an eiffel, <iPhone>, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, the, I don't know. Uh, the whatever, the five game series is where it's at in the first round, other than just for time, um, and body wear and tear. But I think that um when you're looking at that now with the way that the NBA is set up, these teams they, they trick you into their theater, they they reveal it, and ultimately, since you've got half the league making it to the playoffs, you should just have it one through sixteen. Div- just split up the East and the West, kind of in the way that they needed to revamp the All-Star Games. Right. You know, and all of the all of the games that take place at the All-Star Game, the shooting competition, the dunk competition, blah, 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 blah. They really need to look into revamping the playoffs. Now, let me ask you this. Do you think that the league really cares about the players? Because if they did, I feel like they would worry about the mileage that they put on these players. No, because there's too many new – they're not worried about Zion Williamson's waiting in the wings. Yeah. They couldn't care less about mileage. But I will say this. I personally believe, and you can hear it here first, LeBron James is going to destroy the league next year because this is going to be the first year that LeBron James will actually have like four months off for his body to repair. Right. That's a long time for a guy that plays 10 months out of every year. yeah, Maybe 11. And you know they, they show him picking up games during the year. And I think that it's just good for him to just to step away from the game and maybe he can, I you I think know, so, too. I saw d- some footage of him on the, on the you know, dancing and mm-hmm. on vacation, which is great. Getting the salsa up. Yeah, he needs to get himself together. Cause he's it, in great shape. Because he's going gonna to mess around uh, with his legacy if he comes to L.A. and things continue in this, like, kind of debacle. It'll be interesting to see which superstar comes. I hate it because they're going to try to put together another super team, which they don't need. Yeah. They have a great team. But you don't know if these guys can mentally ba- bounce back from what just happened in this. Yeah, season? You know, this last. Season. I don't think that they can because they couldn't even. Except mentally, for Brandon Ingram, they could, they couldn't even mentally bounce back. He couldn't even mentally bounce back from being on the trading block. Who Brandon Ingram? Yeah, Brandon Ingram lit them up after the, after that whole scenario. Brandon Ingram had great games. He had some great games, but he didn't have team games. Well, now he's putting on the. He knew they were out of it. He's put it on the show for himself. He putting this. If he's on the block, he's trying to get, get a job. I don't know. I uh, don't he needs to go continue on with that protein shake. He has a job and it's to dominate and he can do that. He does it. You can't stop the young man. I don't know. He wrapped his up I. early. He wrapped his up early too. I mean we got the DVT. Yeah. Bill Bill the ABC DVD. DVD. The East Coast family. It was yeah, this is a bad luck. Um and it's another situation that uh usually comes about from being tall. A lot of those mm. a lot of DVTs. I mean it happens to a lot of people but that circulation, there's an actual distance issue that the blood has to go and it can clot up from your heart to the bottom of your feet, blah, blah, blah. So moving on, I don't know if you got a chance to check it out, but, uh, man, the world of boxing is very upset because those bad judges reared their ugly heads down in Monterey. Munguia, huh? Jaime Mungia, who everybody believed was the next big star going to be star middleweight, he's at 154 now. He's looked suspect in the ring a couple different times, but everybody said, oh, he's just young. Because then there's been other times where he just destroyed guys. He destroyed Saddam Ali. Mm -hmm. Looked like him and Saddam Ali shouldn't even have been in the same weight class. Well, he went out to Monterey and fought a mandatory uh, cat named Dennis Hogan. And Dennis Hogan beat him just plain and simply. He beat him. And he got the decision. Hogan said he wanted to exercise his rematch clause immediately. I'm surprised that he got a rematch clause. Me too. Usually, that's only on the the big money stage. Yeah, 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 yeah. It'll be interesting. I'm sure they'll find a way to get out of it, but I don't know what they do next for Mungia, because you're gonna have to protect him. Yeah, and and, and a, a guy a like him, he likes to mix it up, but it's not to his you know advantage. F- it's not to it's his, not his strength. Yeah, he's a long guy, so he needs to stay outside and use boxing skills. And I just don't think that he's. I think he's there caught yet. up in being the Mungu. Mexican star. Yeah. I think, he, I think he's thought up in, in fighting the Mexican style and being the Mexican star. Yeah. You know, and he's already been projecting, talking about how he wants to fight Triple G and Canelo. That would be a terrible decision for him. <laughs> Either one of those guys will end his career. Early. They, really early. Like, he's not, he's not, you're not championship level. Canelo now is talking about how he wants to fight Kovalev. Yeah, I'm reading that. It's and just... the, you got – you got uh, That's not really good if you you can already fight Danny Jacobs and now you're talking about fighting Kovalev. Why don't you finish this? I agree. And Danny seems super focused. Yes. He really seems focused. He's I not think popping that... off. He's not talking crazy. There's no – you know, Oscar and him did a great job by, you know, structuring this deal so that – The weigh-in uh-huh. situations so and all that, yeah. come in juicy on him. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's going to be interesting. And then Danny was really disappointed that Oscar did that as a fighter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but they're paying attention at Golden Boy. Then we have what many people believe is the best pound for pound fighter in the world, and Vasily Lomachenko beat up on Corolla at the Staples center. And folks, I know a lot of you feel like that I hate on Lomachenko. I think Lomachenko's a good fighter. Only I think reason he's a great I athlete. can't I think he's a great athlete. Mm-hmm. And I think he's a good fighter. And I love the way he talks mm-hmm. because he actually believes he's a great fighter. And that's why he talked about Floyd Mayweather recently and said, you know, Mayweather, these other guys, they're, they're, they're celebrities. They're not athletes. They're mm-hmm. not necessarily interested. He said that he would have loved to fight Floyd in, at Floyd's peak because Floyd didn't like to fight people at his peak. Yeah. And he wants that opportunity. He calls out Mikey Garcia after the fight, after he beats up Crolla. All right. Loma's fantastic. Let me give you that. But I need to see if he's great. And the only way that I see if he's great is when he actually gets to fight high-level competition. Krola was high-level competition, but he was on the downside of his career. Right. The best test that we've seen for him, other than the fight that he lost, was, uh, uh, when you're talking equal weight class, was the fight against Jorge Linares, which he was losing. Yes. Now, he did what he was supposed to do, and he came back and he won the fight. I like that. I like that, too. He got off the mat. I actually like that he got off the mat. like that. Showed me a lot. Showed you heart. But... Bob Arum and top Rank protecting him to the point where he never really fights anybody is, I don't believe, is good for Loma. It's not good for the sport. It seems like it's definitely not good for the sport, but it seems like Loma realizes that it's not good for Loma. That's why you can't imagine Bob Arum actually wanting Loma to call out Mikey Garcia. I can't imagine working out in the gym all the time and not getting to fight nobody. <laughs> I couldn't imagine that because he, he's... And you can see he gets bored when he gets in there against these guys he's who like, aren't okay, on the level. Let's, let's, let's just do this, get this over with. Yeah. Because you can see that the guy lives in the gym. The guy he, lives in the uh, gym. He's a great athlete. He's super disciplined. And he's super disciplined. And then you get in there and he's got to mop up some bums. Like, where is the competition? Because yeah. most athletes do their thing, not just for the cheese, but for the competition. And he and he was there for the competition he's against never, Jorge Linares. Come on. He was there. He, yeah. ran, he answered the bell. He answered the bell, but... If you keep putting people out like that for him to fight, then, you know, eventually it's going to hurt him long-term because he's going to get the notches on his belt for dubs, but for wins. But then what are you going to do at the end of the day when you step in there with a competitive opponent? I would love to see him fight Mikey Garcia. I would love 35. to see him fight Tank. Yeah, and you know what? And and Leonard Ellerby, the, the Mayweather CEO, came out and said that Bob Arum is just bumping his gums. Mm-hmm. And that the only time he mentions... The uh, Mayweather fighter is when Loma's fighting somebody that's a nobody, right? And he knows good and well he doesn't want to send the paperwork over to actually get it signed <laughs> to make a fight. That's what that was lrb's stance. I I have to agree with him, and I'm not a big Leonard Ellerbee TMT team guy. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but they they're playing games. They don't want to. People don't want to make the best fights. Now, what we're looking at with the proliferation with HBO set the, uh, wrapping it up. HBO boxing wrapping it up, and with the proliferation of boxing of being now these separated, you have DAZN, you have Fox who has all the PBC guys, and then you have Showtime still, and you have ESPN plus. So ESPN has the top ranked guys, which their stable primarily the two workhorses in the in that stable mm-hmm. are Lomachenko and Terence Crawford, who then in turn Bob Arum protects from fighting anybody and prevents from fighting anybody in the PBC camp, or in the Independent camp, like Mikey Garcia. Because those are his cash cows. Exactly. But these are the fights that people want to see. Right. This is the same thing that I had, the same problem that I had with uh, Deontay Wilder as well. Because they go Independent, and it makes it that much harder to get fights. It seems like it should be the direct opposite, but it's not. Because these guys... But Independent did allow Tyson Fury and Deontay Wilder to happen. Yeah, but they didn't think and that now, it was going to be that kind now, of situation. And now <laughs> it prevented... I think, Tyson, I think Deontay Wilder thought it was going to be that. And he's a, he you no know, he believes in himself to the fullest, and No, no. I'm talking about the, the fight being tough like that. I didn't think that. I think that he didn't think that the type the fight was going to be tough like that. That's why they let him get in there. Tyson Fury get in there like that. Who are we talking about? Tyson Fury and Deontay Wilder. But I'm saying who is the they that we're talking about? The powers that be. So yeah. so Deontay Wilder is the one that calls his own shots, right? But when him he's and you, Shelly Finkel, okay, he's not a, he's not stabled. There is no stable. But everybody thought that he was stabled. Everybody thought he was just a Showtime fighter. Mm -hmm. But the thing is, is there was no restraints, which is why he was always wide open to fight Anthony Joshua. Mm -hmm. You know? Which is one reason why the fight never happened. Primarily because Anthony Joshua was on the zone. Yeah. And so all of the terms and everything had to be the zone, the zone, the zone. The A side. and It always comes back (laughs) to that. Which is, yeah, which is ridiculous. And now you're looking at, and this is where, to me, this is probably the biggest benefit of Spence Garcia. I didn't need to see Mikey Garcia get beat up fighting Earl Spence. I didn't. I really didn't need to see that. Um, and even though it was a surprise to everybody else, it wasn't necessarily a surprise to us. No. Um, and so now, but that was PBC, Al Heyman and them, playing nice with an independent group, with Mikey. Mm-hmm. Now, how can we get Terrence Crawford in top rank, even though, and I don't, I'm, I'm with you, I don't believe the fighters are scared. Yeah. So how can we get Terrence Crawford in top rank to agree to a fight with Earl Spence? Or if not Earl Spence with Sean Porter, or with not Sean Porter, you know the, the list goes Something. on and on. Yeah, yeah. In this in the in the in the opposite camp, and we can't seem to find it. And this seems to be what's holding up. Now you know, Top Rank had that big long two and a half year, three year contract dispute with Mikey Garcia, which kept him out of the ring in his prime. But, but for Bob- that time, so you know, Bob Arum isn't gonna bless Mikey Garcia with a big payday against Loma. Right, but you know, even though that's the fight everybody wants to see. Boxing needs to be governed in some form. Or fashion That's what it is. Because this is something the late Senator John McCain was really good about. Yeah, because right now you got the promoters holding the, the game. That's it. Hostage, holding the sport hostage. Yeah, the sport hostage is not right. But you know, if people same pe- situation the- with this kid, Ryan Garcia. And then you get a you get an opportunity with Deontay Wilder and Anthony Joshua, and where they put up all this money, because I sort of understand what the Zone was trying to do by putting that, that border up, that wall up between Joshua and Deontay Wilder because... I understand what they were trying to do in the sense that they're trying to do something revolutionary and actually do a paradigm shift in the game and saying, well, pay-per-view is out. Right. And then also, if we're going to have stables, we can knock down this whole stable thing by having everybody on one platform. And in this one platform, everybody will be able to fight whoever we decide that they are going to fight or whoever... A la the UFC. Yes. Because if they if this whole thing goes through with the zone, if they, the way that they had planned it, you would see... All of the fighters in there being Just able like to we're fight. Just like we're seeing now. Yes, with anybody at any time. Just like we're seeing with Canelo now. Yeah, because you got your cheese, so don't worry about it. Your money is the guaranteed. The money is guaranteed. You got your money. And do you really want to fight yeah, or now, not? Do you really and want a guy like Canelo f- does really want to fight. Yes, he does. And now we, now I have a question mark with Deontay Wilder because he's not jumping in there. but they For big money. Him. For big money. Big money. Yeah, so I understand their game plan, and, and I haven't heard anything to, to think that the zone is doing anything that people you know should be leery of. I Me mean, neither. I haven't heard but any fighters. Paying, that, they, the last thing you need to be scared of is getting the bag. Yeah, and it seems like they're paying fighters. You know, they're, right? I'm seeing the zone commercials now. Put them I in competitive like they competition. Paid Morgan. Yeah, come on, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah, you know, it's going to be interesting to see where it goes because you know now you got Jaime Munguia. All the Golden Boy fighters are on the zone. Mm-hmm including Canelo mm-hmm. and Jaime Munguia and Ryan Garcia. So you have those guys, which are, are the, the Latin the Latin crew, if you will. I wonder who Usyk fights for. I don't know. I don't know who Usyk but he, is with. I I would bet that he's going to end up on his own pretty soon. Yeah, sure. I would, too. Especially since Klitschko is there. That's his boy. Yeah, and also because they're talking about him, you know, moving into heavyweights, so he's got to fight – He's got to fight. Was it Carlos Tacom or Chisora? Uh, Tacom. Tacom. Mm-hmm. And it's that's going to be a rough fight. Yeah. Like Tacom has already said that he thinks the way I need to win is to rough him up. Yeah. I need to make it and dirty. And he plays like that. He does. He give you that headbutt to the nose that you don't need. I broke Anthony Joshua's nose early. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> you like that? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, so there's there's that. Um, yeah, it's gonna, that's going to be interesting. That's going to really be interesting. I, um, I, I just hope that the, the sport wins, you know? I hope that the sport wins. And it looks like it's going to win. Well, you know what? To me, it's hard for the guys to be selfish and look out for themselves. I mean, and not look out for themselves and look out for the sport. When you're talking about play, uh, fighting, you're, you're talking about fighting. You're talking about brain damage. You're talking about – And you're play. talking about one fight can end your career. At or which your life. Point, or your life, at which point you whatever it is that you have acquired yes. financially – is what it is that you have, and that's it. That's exactly. your full learning potential. Exactly. But then you also want these guys to say, "Oh, you know what? I want to do the right thing for the sport." Where, whereas right. when you see somebody like and that's Floyd a, Mayweather, that's a that's a that's a tall ask. Yeah. When and you put it like that, that's a really tall ask. Floyd May is like, "Screw the sport." Yeah. What's I got to do. with I'm going to put on a show. I played for the sport for for about ten years, twelve years. Mm-hmm. Now, it, it's, my, now I'm going to get mine. And it didn't it didn't do anything but bust my body up. Yeah. Now I'm going to play the villain. And I'm going to get mine. Great work and he, he cashed out cash money records. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean you put it like that it is it's very interesting. Very, very interesting. All right folks, we saved it for last and it's my favorite thing. The game of Major League Baseball is in full swing. Not even a lot of rainouts. Very happy about that. Yeah. We got breaking news. Blake Snell is going to miss a start with a toe fracture, which is very disappointing cuz really? I have him on my fantasy team and he's the best pitcher in baseball. Now he is the best pitcher in baseball. <laughs> for, As I said, it, that wasn't the case when you said it two weeks ago. It, it, I told you he was the best pitcher in baseball. He wasn't. It was no, he wasn't yes, because was. your team, the Astros, just dug him out. Well, they dig. They dig I'd, I'd, everybody I'd, 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 out. Everybody got get dug. Not actually. Everybody but, get up. <laughs> but uh, but then but you know, but it is what it is. Uh, but now he's also not the best because he's heading to the DL. Unfortunately, With hopefully a, it'll be quick because wow, I got him on toe. my. Yeah, you believe that. Um kid was dealing. I wonder how he fractured his toe, right? He could have gave him the Ozzy Smith. He might have just had some new furniture in the middle of the night and busted his toe up. Who knows? Um, but what I wanted to speak about is I don't know if you got time to read the L.A. Times article on Yasiel Puig. I had not, and you told me about it, and I have not read it. Well, it is uh, a great article. It's a one-sided article about th- – basically they speak to the Dodgers clubhouse about Yasiel Puig, about what it was like when he was there, and they put the article out in advance of him returning to Dodger Stadium. Um, and We want to hear a little bit from Mr. Puig when he got there yesterday.
1: Oh, I'm tired to be here. I go I miss a little bit this place because all the fans coming every day and support my for six year and I'm excited to fight my old teammates. I face two times in, in spring training, but we play around in spring training, and now this is series And we're here to do the best we can, like a team, and try to beat the Dodgers. Yeah, so you've always talked about how much you miss the fans and love the fans here. What kind of reception are you think you're gonna to get tonight? And how emotional is that gonna make you? And then, final question, yeah, I don't know if you've faced very well before outside of just, you know, on the backfield. It's going to be like facing it. Um the more I miss, like I told you before, is the fans and all the great people in Los Angeles. And it's going to be a lot of people tonight and these three days and coming to see the Dodgers scores and see me die back for the first time and see my my Game and Farmer. Alex Wood is not here now, but he's going to be soon. And we're excited to play here and face Kershaw. I never faced him before, but we're going to do the best we can, see the best pitches that we can to have him to hit a hit or got a hit, face the best pitch in baseball now.
0: Well, he did exactly that. And Yasiel Puig showed up and hit a bomb off of Clean Kershaw on his first at-bat yard, dead center. Big bomb. Bad, terrible pitching, to be honest, because he just made him look bad on a curveball, and then he served him up center cut with a, a, a fastball, at, a cut fastball at 89. Yeah, but that was first, but, that was the first inning. It is what it is. It was a terrible pitch. But, but it was his only mistake of the night, because Clayton exactly. Kershaw was super sharp. I mean, super sharp last night on Jackie Robinson Day at uh, Dodger Stadium. But the piece that I want to speak about is this article, because Clayton Kershaw was also the only Dodger, who was Puig's uh, former teammate, who spoke highly of him, in my opinion. He spoke highly of him. Clayton Kershaw, if you go check out the article in the Times, said no matter how anybody felt about Yasiel, uh, that guy helped us win a lot of games, and there's no two ways about that. There's no debate in that. And he spoke well about him, and Jock Peterson spoke really highly about him, said he's one of his favorite people in the world. And the rest of the Dodgers, I have to say, came off like a bunch of haters. It was very interesting because the article was well written. Puig didn't contribute because he said he didn't want to speak about the Dodgers and Dodger Stadium in advance of going to Dodger Stadium, where he knew he was going to have to speak about the Dodgers and Dodger Stadium, which was understandable. And the Dodgers were not hesitant whatsoever to speak on it. Dave Roberts was really classy, and he spoke about it. And Dave Roberts spoke on Puig and the experience and said that, you know, when when he is incentivized to play well, he's a great ball player. And he was disappointed to hear that Yasiel Puig said that since this is a free agent year, he's going to try hard because he never tried hard with the Dodgers. But it goes back to one of the things that we've covered on the Ozone extensively, which is the saga of Yasiel Puig since he came up was about him being a raw talent, a raw athlete who was thrust into the spotlight and accelerated and never had the chance to develop as a ball player. But he was expected to be a superstar, And he performed at that level in certain aspects probably much better than anybody else who didn't have the grooming that we've ever seen. And what happened, unfortunately, is is being under the lights and being in the major leagues, he eventually got exposed because he wasn't ready. And there was a period when he got sent down to the minors. He made some bad plays. He was late. He had some cultural changes that he needed to do. Probably was up late because he kept getting his house broken, into. They were just talking about he was late yesterday to the ring ceremony that they had for him. I believe he was late there on purpose. Yeah. And that's what I was about to get into. And so he uh, part of part of what was going down in the article is the players, there was a lot of, oh, man, if I had a body like that guy, what could I have been? Uh, he could have been, you know, when if he was serious about helping us, we could have been a great team. Uh, blah, 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 blah. He didn't pay attention to the... Uh, the the defensive charting reports. He didn't pay attention to this. He didn't pay attention to that. What I can tell you is, in the World Series last year, Yasiel Puig was the best Dodger offensively, in my personal opinion, from watching all five games. Yasiel Puig came to play every day. And in the League Championship Series before that, this article made me realize how we spoke about it last year, that Puig mm-hmm. should have been the MVP of the League Championship Series. This article made it clear to me that there's playing politics, which is why he was not the league champion. He was not the MVP of that series. you know. And ultimately, they said he was late yesterday. Dave Roberts connected to give Alex Wood, Farmer, Kemp, and Puig their rings. Mm-hmm. And Puig didn't show up. And Puig said, oh, he can give it to me in person at batting practice. He can leave it in my locker. I don't care. And it was very interesting because what I think is, is I think that he he read this article. You think he read it? Yeah, I think he read this article. I don't think that kind of thing – when you read the article, you'll see. It doesn't come off like it's in good form for most of the guys. I mean, and when you've watched – when you have been a Dodger fan and you watch all the guys that the Dodgers have shuffled in and out of the organization and how they treat guys and how they tolerate not good baseball players and for them to sit around and talk about Puig. As if he's a bad person. I'm, really, as, as if it, as if he had serious – personal problems, not just game problems. I'm trying to find this because I had a note where he led that team since he's been with them either first or second in mostly all of the offensive categories. Really? Yes. Wow. Yes. And I Yeah, and well, I believe it. And it, and it's it's a trip because it's one of those things that to me it's a it's a clear cut here's what they what they think about you. Because when he was here, you know, they, it was Puig, Puig, Puig. You can see he's a fan favorite. There's no no doubt about yeah, that. Yeah, but it's these guys front running because, like I said before, when me and you were having a conversation, is that he was supposed to be the next thing smoking. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So everybody jumps on the bandwagon. Everybody's on the team Puig, and then as soon as everybody finally gets an opportunity to dump on him, they dump on him. You know, but it's not about his talent. The Dodgers put him out there too early. That wasn't yes. his fault. And he and he still balled. And he still performed when he first him, came up. Forget he just about didn't it. live up to his potential. Yes, and you can't live up to your potential if you don't set aside. Certain things for a guy. Now I know that uh, guys get jealous because certain guys are catered to, but right. it's, it's been like that through sports history. And it's like that. And mean, it's, it's still like going like to like that in Hollywood. It's, it's like that everywhere. Yeah. So when guys are offended because they're catering to this guy who's a fi- who has five tools. Although he might not live up to the five tools, he has them. And, and he maybe he can live up to them. Everybody who was his buddy at that time, hey, yeah, you know, Puig, this is funny, this is hilarious. And then as soon as he gets out of town, they're like, oh, man. He was a nightmare to deal yeah. with this guy, dude. I'm, I'm, I'm glad we got rid of him. More or less. That's what they said without those words. Mm-hmm. More or less. You can't blame it on Puig. Of course, you can blame some of it. He has to take responsibility for some of that. Yeah. But for the most part, for showing up late, and yeah, all for that showing kind up of stuff, late, and yeah. even missing his cutoffs and all that kind of yeah. stuff. Okay, but. If you see a guy who's playing like that, there needs to be some kind of discipline, disciplinary yeah. action that goes yeah. forward. You can't just let him slide. And w- without them doing that to him, he got even worse. He got even worse. And his coach now said that he's had no tardiness issues whatsoever. I guess not even Cincinnati. <laughs> he's, he doesn't, He's had no, no problem whatsoever with, with being on time. It, once again, the Dodger organization brought him up fast. He he filled the seats. He performed he well. Did. Sold a lot of jerseys. It's so, Still selling jerseys. Yeah. And he's still a fan favorite. Right. You know, I bet you that week 66 will end up being a classic. Yeah. And he hit the bomb last night. The fans went crazy. Nuts. Yeah. Off of Kershaw. Dead center. Yeah. I mean, it was a bomb. That was a bomb. I was surprised. Me too. Kershaw got him. I mean, afterwards. He, he did. Was, <laughs> he was so bad. <laughs> but that's what I was saying. That was the first inning. He hadn't pitched all year. So, you know, he's he's rusty. He's only going to get better. And when you talk about Kershaw, he's only going to get better. But this situation with him and Puig, you know, there was no animosity. Clayton Kershaw is a solid guy. He's a solid person. Individual, yes. Yes. He's a solid person. So his character, he he won't go down there in the gutter with with the other guys. And the other thing is is the the part that surprised me was, was the willingness of the guys to speak about the stuff that happens in private in the clubhouse. There was a real willingness. Guys were really, I mean, if you read the article, they're pretty candid about some of their their situations with him, so I, I was I was really I have to say I was really disappointed. I was really disappointed, especially as a who Dodger disappointed fan. you the most. Um, I say probably JT. Probably really? Just, Justin Turner went hard on him, and I understand because Justin Turner is wants to win, it, wants to win, and he's also a fundamentally sound individual. But I was really surprised at the candidness with which they spoke. I know? feel like I feel like Puig wants to win too, but he wants he, to win, want he, to win. he, wants, he wants to win his way. Puig wants to win his way or Turner wants to win his Puig way? Puig wants to win his way. Turner is sort of in a structured baseball environment where, he, right. you know, he's a Southern California kid where we all learn how to play a certain kind of way and carry yourself a certain kind of way. When Puig came off the island, Puig swing, swings a stick, hits a bomb. He enjoys it. He pimps it around the bases, you know, and and Turner's the more of the guy that hit his bomb and put his head down, you know, act like you've been there. Yes. So yeah. we're talking about corporate and blue collar. Potentially, but I and we're also talking about it. I wonder what the age difference is between the two of them because Puig is more of the of the Bryce Harper ilk of hey, let the guys play and I, uh, you know, let the young guys, if you hit a bomb, pimp it. If you strike me out, you pimp it, I, you know, I, and then guys don't have a problem with that, which is a more, you know, Caribbean style of baseball for sure. But you know, Puig hit his bomb last night and he, he did his bad flip and, and ran the sacks. There was no. Nothing excessive or anything like that. Kershaw's his boy. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was nothing disrespectful. Yeah. <laughs> the Puig. bomb was disrespectful enough. <laughs> Puig, Puig is 28. Puig is 28. Mm-hmm. I think JT is in the early 30s, 34, 33, something like that. Um, And JT is 34. There you go. Yeah, and I read something very interesting today. They said your boy Carlos Zambrano is trying to make a comeback. Saw that independently. He's Come only thirty-seven. On. I wonder what his throws look like. He said he said he can touch ninety-four still. That's good enough. That's enough. He said last time he pitched, he pitched in Venezuela in the Caribbean Winter League. He was not successful. He was touching eighty-nine, but he said he's ready to get back to the show. Think he got on the juice? I, I he should. <laughs> <laughs> he, wasn't <in> <laughs> he wasn't in the league. He wasn't in the league. He's just for personal rehabilitation. <laughs> The only thing that held him back was his temper. Yeah, he had a problem because he was a freaking hothead. He was a hothead, but he could deal. He could deal. Man, you get the wrong Carlos Zambrano, you get carved. T- take your dose to the dome too, and then carve you. <laughs> <laughs> then ready for a fight. <laughs> He's ready. He's actually ready for a fight. Very aggressive young man. Oh man, talk to me about how you feel about baseball. What's going on with the Red Sox? I thought they were going to snap out of it, and they're still knee deep in it. Man, that's that, this is. I feel like we're beyond a World Series hangover. Why? Why you can't? <laughs> <laughs> They're they're sluggish, man. Nobody's swinging a stick. Ben Attendee, Mookie Betts. Mookie Betts came out and said, what I'm doing is unacceptable. unacceptable. Yeah, J.D. Martinez. And the Tampa Bay Rays are by far the best team in that league. Yeah, <laughs> I tried to told you. What? Why are you reacting like a, you, you did not try to tell me that the Rays were the best team in the in the American League. I was telling you that the – you <laughs> go back and listen. I was telling you that the Tampa Bay – don't be surprised with the Tampa Bay Devil Rays when well, we left off the devil. <laughs> so we were the one fool. <laughs> tell the that. truth. Uh-huh, and shame, shame the, the devil. devil. <laughs> but Tampa Bay is the real deal. They won 90 games last year. Come on, man. This is a tough div- – If they fall – if these teams fall back too far early, it could be lights out for the Yankees order Red Sox. You know, because Tampa Bay has figured out a formula that works. Small ball and yeah. defense. Yeah. And if you stay to that formula, you will always well, win. The defense, meaning pitching in baseball, is always going to work. Mm-hmm. Look at what the Astros do. They and if d- they stay healthy, and it looks like Charlie Morton is still Charlie Morton, he. Mm-hmm. Like he he's I don't even know why the Astros out. let him walk. I me too. Yeah. Especially if you let uh, Dallas Keiko walk. Yeah, I thought if it's you know if they're going to end one picking, the other, up picking right? Yeah, yeah. But yeah, they yeah. have so many kids down there, and you think that they were going to bring some of them up, they didn't do it. They huh. have they had a the monster bullpen, but the uh, the Astros are ranked number one right now in baseball and power rankings. I mean, you got the, the Mets look great. And they won nine straight. The Mets look great, and they went. And the it, Mets look like low key. Some days the Mets look like the best team in baseball. Yeah, and, the, and it, it has a lot to do with the youth movement. Mm-hmm. Philly looks great, and so that East. The over Braves there, look solid, and the Braves the Braves just have a problem with that rotation right now. Yeah, had to drop your boy Sean Newcomb. Yeah, down. They they dropped they him down. Tookie got some burn, but they brought Tookie back up. Tookie's the real deal. We're going to see. Yeah, he was all right last year, but you're talking about lo- losing Nukem, but bringing up Max Fried, Freed, how do you pronounce Fried? It? I do believe. Max Fried and your boy Folinowitz comes back. Yeah. And Gosman back this week. And Gosman, I mean, so they're they're going to be competitive, but if they can get anything out of Julio Turan. Julio Turan, it's just amazing to me how he fell off and was able to was unable to adjust. Yeah, Josh Donaldson starting to swing stick. Josh Donaldson is looking like Josh Donaldson. The he hit MVP. a bullet. He hit a bullet yesterday. Hit yeah. a bomb the other day. Hit a yeah. bomb on Sunday. I do believe it was one of the lowest line drives out of the stadium in history. I don't even think it was forty feet. They said, "Man, he's hitting the ball hard." Yeah, he's he's swinging the stick. They have a bunch of they, the youth movement in the in the game is unbelievable now. You with Washington with Juan Soto, I would say that I would say that Atlanta's is the most impressive with Albies, Acuna. Acuna's the real deal, man. Tuki, mm-hmm. uh Freed. Fulton Nawitz, I mean, if you want to throw Newcomb in there, they got a great blend of young and old. I mean, Dansby Swanson is still a kid. He's still a kid. And then you look at the, over there in the West, you got the Padres. The Padres are looking great. Padres look good. I don't know if the Padres look great. You think they look great? Yeah, they look great. They I look great? You know not look great. You know why they look great? Because they're doing it with pitching and defense. Now, they haven't started rolling yet, but you're talking. Yeah, ta- yeah you Hosmer hit- still hasn't even started swinging it yet. Yeah, and Manny really hasn't started swinging. He's betting like 240 or 250. Yeah. But you're talking about defensively, if you hit anything to that left side, it's locked. It's locked up. That get- and Manny Machado got it locked. Come on, man. Who's your second baseman? Because the right they- Hosmer's a gold glove first baseman. They have um, Ian Kinsler? Oh, oh, yeah, Ian Kinsler's over there on the and right that side. Kid Urias. Yeah, they got a nice – they have nice defense. Yeah, they have nice defense, and they have a little pop mixed in there with the little line drive hitters. They're the real deal. Yeah. They might not make it this year, but in the next year or two, the Padres are going to be a serious problem. I have no idea what's going to happen in baseball this year. This this, is going to be – Not like basketball. Yeah, there's a lot of parody in the league. The only thing that I know is going to happen if if there's no injuries is that Christian Yelich is going to continue to rake. I mean, Christian Yelich is out here putting on a show. I want to see what Kershaw's going to do with him this weekend. Man, I don't, I don't, ha- I'm not optimistic based on really. Like, Christian, Christian Yelich is seeing the baseball. The thing has to look like a beach ball out there. You can see him man. when you go oppo you know, in the power alleys like that. It looks great. Yeah, he's got and, a lot and, of and confidence. The, now. I, that's what I was gonna say. And based on what Don Mattingly told us himself back a few years ago mm-hmm. when he was in Miami, and we're talking about a team with Stanton, Ozuna, mm-hmm. Yelich, um Dietrich. Who was at short? JT Real Muto, uh, Echavarria was at short, and they had one more stud on that team, too. And he he said that offensively, um, he was the best player out of all of them. He said he felt like Christian Yelich had the highest ceiling out of all of those guys offensively. Yeah, he swings stick, man. and yeah. Because he's hitting for power right now, but he's not focusing on hitting for power. He's just trying to hit the ball hard. He's hitting it on the line. It's getting out the park. And you can see him working counts and putting pitchers in bad situations so that he can get his pitch. And he's not missing it. That's the big and thing. And he's not missing his pitch. Because you can't, you can't miss your pitch. You might just get one a game. Last night, he hit three. Last night, he hit three. Come on, man. Three bombs, dude. I'm glad I'm not playing against him in fantasy. <laughs> for a change. Four I wouldn't doubt if I am. I need to look at my thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's gonna rake. I, I don't. Uh, yeah, not, but 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 in that, but in that central though, I mean, who do you have? The, the Brewers look real, but their their pitching rotation I'm going is with suspect. With the Cardinals. I love the Cardinals lineup. I love the Cardinals. I, I feel like that rotation. Rotation is suspect for it, the Cardinals. It is suspect, and they're gonna need to make a an acquisition. It would be great if they could get Madison Bumgarner or Dallas Keuchel. I wonder why they wouldn't look into Dallas Keiko because that seems like a very effective. A couple effective people are kicking national, tires on him. <laughs> yeah, they, they, that would be a very effective. national. He'd be a very effective National League pitcher. Yeah, because they talk about the Yankees kicking tires on him right now as well. He carved the Yankees every time they played. Yeah, I don't know how that'll pan out in uh, New York though. But I mean, they need they need pitching the Cubs if they can ever get their act together. But they're they're throwing the ball around still. So the Cubs, are dead, and it won't take long in the Central Man. Yeah, you can't mess around. And then in the National League West. But their offense finally looks like it's starting to pick up. But you can't, obviously, you can't win not playing defense. Yeah, in the National League West right now, the only team that's looking like halfway dominant are the Padres. Yeah, the, the, the Dodgers, Dodgers started, started off fast and then fell off. Yeah, they had lost five in a row. Now what, they're five out of the last six? I think they're, I think now last night they walked off. Jacques walked off. Yeah, so they I walked off. That's, so that's now what, they that, had now lost they, five in a row, though, before that. Mm, I know that they they were last night going in. I was listening to it, and I went to the stadium. There were six out of their last seven that they had lost. So now there's six out of their last eight mm. that they've lost mm-hmm. after starting off 8-1 uh, and one or 7-1. and one. The Rockies were terrible. The, they, they, they beat teams they were supposed to beat. This is why I wasn't through the roof about them. Yeah. The Rockies aren't looking good right now. They're I all- like teams that are grinding games out, and that's actually why I like the Phillies. I like how the Phillies have been playing. I like yeah. how the Mets have been playing. You might watch a Mets game, and the Mets will get down, and they'll come back. Or you might watch a Mets game and somebody will absolutely deal. The Mets can beat you 8-5 to five as well as they can beat you 2-1. to one. Yeah, and they need to get Syndergaard on track because Syndergaard do. is thinking to join up. His he already up, up there like 4 or something. Right? I wonder what's going on with him. It must be a mechanics issue. I he throws hard, and then, you know, a lot of young guys, when they throw hard, they depend on throwing hard. Yeah. You just got to learn how to pitch because and last pitching, night, throwing one thing, off timing. One thing that I saw last night that was really promising was that Clayton Kershaw, even though it's the Reds, uh, and they're not a great team, but they have a formidable offense. Yeah. Joey Votto wasn't in the lineup, but I think that um, he showed last night his commitment to pitching. Yes. And he had guys off balance. Did. I can go 7. <laughs> I got 7 7 to 7. I felt like he could have went 9 last night. He he could have. He went with the minimum after he gave up the bomb to Puig. I think mm-hmm. into the sixth. Yes. Now he started he, to carve. He knows how to pitch, but last year his velocity was lower last year than it is now and he was still effective. He I I had had some stat that he had some his ERA has not been over 3 his yeah, whole it's career. 273 was the highest that it's been. Yes. Come on two, man. 273 in general and is like after Cy last Young, year because he used to yeah. be a power pitcher. Yes. And now he's just finessing you. Yeah, yeah. He uh, and he's his will to win is unmatched. He really wants it, and so that leads me to believe that he's going to figure out some way to continue to get guys out. What, is that? what did he have? Seven strikeouts last night. Six or seven That's strikeouts. Enough. Yeah. You don't have to strike out twelve guys, right? I just need you to roll over get and into the, get the double, double play. play. Yeah, exactly. Pop up and they actually played good defense last night. Yeah, but they, they didn't score again once he was on. The it ball. was a, it, it last night looked like Kershaw early. Like, 2012, 13, Mm -hmm. back when he was absolutely, totally dominant, but they would give him one run, if that. I think that 90 miles an hour is enough to get people out with his stuff. I agree. Because the curveball is still devastating. The curveball is still coming in 74. I think he threw 25% of curveballs last night. Mm -hmm. And uh, usually, usually they said he throws like 14%. I really like that I like his straight cheese as opposed to this cutter. And I believe that the cutter had a lot to do with him losing his cheese. But it's like, uh, like Frankie Rodriguez. Frankie Rodriguez, this cutter slash slider that they call mm-hmm. it. Uh, he I, didn't need that. He had get, a, the 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 twelve to six was way more than enough. High cheese and the twelve to six was gonna get out ninety nine percent of the guys in the league. Mix in the changeup? Lights out. And then now it's a cut. Now you've thrown this cutter. And the same thing happened to Mariano Rivera. But I think same that's what we did last night, though, right? Same, yeah. yeah. Same thing happened to Kinley Jansen, who, yeah. by the way, gave up the booty last night, even though he ended up with the win. Kenley's only throwing like 91, 92 or something. It's not enough <laughs> it's for my not, closer. Not enough for your closer. I need a shutdown. I need Edwin Diaz. Yes. yes. I need yeah. to come in blowing gas. Straight fuzz. Fuzz. Here come the fuzz. Man. All right, folks. This is it. Another uh, Ozone podcast for the, just just sliding in before we give you a a big relaunch. You're going to see big. Going to be huge. You got anything else you want to cover? That's it. That's well-rounded. Well-rounded. Ozone. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to leave you with a quote from Ralph Waldo Emerson. and It's a quote about humility, and it is a great man is always willing to be little. Don't get too big for your britches, folks. I'm your host, Omar Miller. Is- Ozone. Ozone! I'm just living the dream. I'm in love with the lights. This is not